0: Two hunters are reported missing in Bear Mountain National Forest. The Midwest sees the worst drought in 30 years. Civil unrest is imminent. The northeast power grid has blacked out. Economists fear the worst with falling markets. In other news, the pandemic has gone global. Survival Tech. Welcome to episode 34 of Survival Tech. How are you doing tonight, Corey? I'm doing great, Matt. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. It's, uh actually nice getting back and actually doing a podcast yes it is it's been a little while yeah yeah we've uh we've both been having some issues that kind of have taken us away from what we love to do here so um i myself i had some, some medical issues that uh kind of put me out but i'm on the mend and, and everything's looking, looking great so uh you yeah, know there, there shouldn't be any more excuses uh uh, on my end, we're um, not getting shows out and all, I know my my work schedule's been been really hectic. But you know, other than that, you know, we should be able to you know find a half an hour to an hour every week, two weeks, and uh, you know, definitely get something out there. I know we've uh, been building on some some uh, really good topics that we've been putting back in the bank. Uh, Corey and I, we've been you know, back and forth, and, you know, hey, let's, let's go ahead and, you know, get some new topics going, and uh, so we've got a pretty good bank of them, and um, definitely look for some, some new material from us. So, how are you doing, Corey? No, I'm doing all right, and, you know, as, like Matt, he had some uh, issues going on. I had some with my, my youngest child, and uh, he has cerebral palsy and epilepsy, and uh, dealing with some difficulties with that, and, uh, you know, in and out of the hospitals and doctors and uh, trying to figure out exactly what's going on with them. Um, other than that, he's, he's doing okay, he's doing good. Um, just to let everyone out there know what's really been going on with us, And uh, hopefully we can find a rhythm and get back into it. And I, I know I missed it, and uh, I want to first uh, thank all the members that have joined since you know our uh, little missing in action. Um, we've had a lot of people get onto their site, get onto our Facebook and Twitter accounts, and uh, has really um, been on there and posting and adding to the forums, and I really appreciate that in our absence. And uh, we hope to get back into uh, a good rhythm and keep getting these uh, episodes out. And hopefully, we can kind of uh, hit up on a, on a couple and uh, get you know get kind of caught up. Uh, we're a little behind this year. This is you know fourth month, and we've had one episode out. So uh, just bear with us, and uh, we'll get back into the swing of things. Life tries to uh, settle down as much as it can. Yeah, that's going yeah, straight into the, uh, to the Intel report. And uh, kind of covered some of these already, which is, you know, what we've been doing and, and why we've been missing. And uh, well, also, we, we do all that. All the new members. Before you get into that, I, w- I want to definitely thank the, uh, the moderators that have been on there. Um, they've been helping us out quite a bit. Um, there's a few right offhand. You can check. You know, any day of the week, and there's a new post from them. And, uh, you know, that, that's the main thing. I mean, the, the website has taken off, and uh, I kind of feel like the podcast is a little bit of a bonus. You know, the uh, website alone, that's thats the gem of knowledge, um, you know, with everybody sharing. So anybody that's, that's taking part in the forums, you, know, you guys have been great. So I, I just, you know, not to interrupt you, Corey, but I just i want to get that out because, uh, you know, it, even though we've been away from the actual show and uh, we've been away from the forums, um, Corey and I, we haven't been away from, you know, our our prepping and, uh, you know, our skills building and, and everything else. In fact, I'm uh, about halfway done with the project. I finished the, uh, uh, pretty much the rough outline of it um, right before, right before I, I called in. And, um, you know, Corey, he's been... Doing some hellacious projects, and uh, you know, so we've, we've we've been staying with it. We just we haven't been posting anything, and uh, you know, like Corey said, you know we're definitely going to get back into a rhythm. So yes, welcome all new members. I think I think that's great, Corey. I, I can't remember what the uh, what the count we have a hundred now, hundred and twenty-three members. Okay, I was going to say one hundred twenty-six. Um, I do yeah. believe that there's three members. Um, that haven't completely filled out their profile. And, um, you know, because in in the background, Corey and I, we can see, you know, who are, you know, full members and then who, you know, are still waiting to go ahead and hit that submit button. So, like, their profile's been halfway done. So, um, you know, on our end, we're seeing 126, but there's 123 actual registered. That is a great number. Yeah, that's... uh it's amazing we've gone you know this far in, in really a year and a half, but we've actually been you know awesome. air and, and been putting these episodes out and trying to stay consistent up until uh, the beginning of the year here. So I yeah. uh, definitely welcome all new members, and uh, I want to thank a lot of people for jumping on our Facebook and Twitter accounts. Um, I know we haven't been putting a whole lot on there. I've been trying to keep up with Facebook and putting uh, you know a couple things each month that you know is, is important or what's going on. Um, so definitely keep checking it out. I hope to be, you know, posting more on there. Um, I keep forgetting I can access it from, from my phone because I have to go into another, another app to access it. And, uh, so when I do, I I try and put something else on there. I actually post on my, on, uh, Survival Tech Facebook more than I do on my own personal, you know, Facebook. So, uh, you guys should feel honored on that. And, um. And see here, what else is going on? Um, so some of the projects that I've been working on is uh, I built a reloading bench, um, kind of made a uh, extra room I had and my downstairs into a air quote doom room as what me and the kids have nicknamed it. Um, got some you know pretty neat stuff in there. I have a wire rack for food, and I got a bunch of different you know ramen noodles and um, I got sugar and tea, because I'm a tea drinker, so I've been starting to put back sugar and tea just for convenience for me, and, you know, so I don't lose some normality through a disaster, and then we have uh, some soup and uh, dry milk. I haven't tried that yet, but I plan on trying it, and uh, just, you know, some small basic things every time me and my wife go to the store, we pick up a couple things and put down there, and I have my reloading bench built, but I don't have my reloader set up on it yet, but I hope to get that done uh, soon and and everything in there. Um, I do have a neat little lock that I bought for it um, to keep, you know, unwanted people out of that room and and the children out of there when they're not, you know, supervised by me. Um, It's a... It's a doorknob, but it's an electronic lock. It holds up to a 15-digit combination. I bought it off of Amazon. I can uh, post up on the website where I got it from, kind of pictures of it. And it's a really well-made lock. It's really heavy-duty, and I really like it a lot. Um, it has a 15-digit combination, which is kind of uh, gives you a full sense of, you know, what your numbers can be, you know, why you're waiting on it to be shipped because the first number has to be, you know, 0 through 9. And then after that, you can fill in the rest of it. So you're actually limited to 14 um, actual combinations that you come up with, with the first one being 0 through 9. But uh, I made it work. I tried to use all 14, you know, digits just to make it as, as complicated as I could. And I've actually confused myself before, and I've had to put in the combination about six or seven times before I remembered the right one. Um, but it also has a battery backup that comes with it, and uh, it runs on four, uh I think four AAA. Don't don't quote me on that, but I believe it's four AAA batteries. And then you have a little uh, jump box kind of that they give you with four double A batteries that you can plug into the outside where you put in the combination to case your batteries ever do go bad. And I think it goes for like fifteen hundred combinations or. or somewhere in there, 1,500 combinations of things you can put in before, you know, the battery starts, uh, they suggest you change the batteries out, it also has a low battery indicator blinks and all that, that's kind of exciting, and, uh, getting that project all underway, away, and, uh, bought some other things I'm going to be reviewing, I bought carbide, uh, calcium carbide bra and, uh, for a fire starter, so I'll be, uh, reviewing that, and letting you all know how that goes, um, I bought some stuff for my cert, like a uh, for CPR. Me and the wife got CPR certified. And I bought uh, a mask to, you know, protect from uh, when you're given CPR. So those are the things I've kind of been working on in my off time here. Oh, that's awesome, dude. That's I'm trying really to save cool, yeah. nice things, but with stress as much as I yeah, can. I- Hey, and uh, with all your ramen noodles, um, I was actually in Corey's doom room uh, this past Saturday night. And uh, with your ramen noodles, uh, I didn't notice any uh, chili flavored ramen noodles. No, I, I fucked with beef and shrimp. Yeah, the chili flavor isn't too bad. And uh, all you got to do is add a little bit of herring in there with it. And uh, yummy. Uh, I think you can keep your canned uh, fish to <laughs> yourself. Uh, I don't see part of that. I'm just that that sounds like a that sounds like a bad night in the woods. Yes because it does. I, I do have forty five packets of ramen noodles though. You can't get wrong with ramen noodles, so Yeah. Um I did buy forty five packets of that. That's great. So man. uh I wanna hit on the contest. We did have some contests that ended in February, um, February twenty eighth. And we have not announced winners for those just yet. Uh, contest win- or contest number five was the gun review that Ohio Beagler and uh, Mac put on there, two of our moderators. And uh, they came up with this idea, and they put it out there. And we, they are going to be doing a shoot-off for the winner. I think they only have two or three entries that are actually in it. Um, so it'll be interesting, you know, how they actually, you know, pick a winner. Um, so that's going to be coming soon. Uh, I was with Ohio Bigler and uh, Mac this weekend, and uh, we somewhat kind of talked about it, but um, didn't really go into a whole lot of detail. But that's something that we're going to be working out in the near future. And uh, the contest number six, which is the hunting season harvest, um, we only had two entries in on that and they were both moderators and you know both people I, I see regularly one was Ohio Bigler and the other one was Andy um I don't even know how I'm gonna you know solve that one they'll probably be you know I talk to one one says give it to the other I talk to the other one they say you know they give it to the other guy so you know they're not really worried about it since they're both moderators we might just Roll that over into another contest coming up since neither one of them, you know, really expect anything since they're, you know, kind of moderators and more involved in survival tech and wanted to, you know, help get this out for them. So, haven't really decided what we're going to do on that yet either. Um, Hopefully our next contest we can get some more, you know, entries involved and more of our uh, members involved with it because we really, you know, give out some good stuff, I think, and it's free nonetheless for you guys, so definitely try and take advantage of the next one. Matt, have we decided when we're going to have the next one? Yeah, the next one is going to be, um, okay, we're, we're at the end of April right now. It's going to be the first show in May that we're going to announce what the next one's going to be. You know, we've kind of and talked about different scenarios and, and things, but we haven't really seen concrete, you know, evidence of what we're going to do, so... Right, we need to get a hold of somebody, because when we announce at the very end of the contest, we we want to have a an interview with a special guest, so we have to work out the logistics with him, and... Um, so that's going to give us about two weeks to go ahead and, and get that um, get that ready. So um, the first show in May, we're going to go through and we're going to you know, go ahead and we're going to we're going to talk about the next contest. So that's going to be contest number seven. So yeah, that'll be cool. that be that'll be really cool. So and that's that's one that I'm heading up. So. Like, Corey's pretty much, he, he was handling the hunting one. Um, uh, I high Bigler and D-Mac, you know, they were doing the uh, gun review one. You know, they just came out of the blue and told us, hey, you know, we want to put this on and sponsor it. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going to be sponsoring um, contest number seven. So, um, yeah, that's... Uh, that's maybe maybe the members like you more and, and they'll actually become a part of your contest. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, Well, I, I don't only have a few more things in the intel report. Um, okay. Um, I've got I've got two apps um, that I would like to discuss okay. real quick for you. Go ahead and jump in because uh, I know you got a lot more detailed stuff than what I do. Um, I was looking around for I don't know. I've I, I've since gotten. Um, extra batteries for my phone um i have not been out geocaching yet this year but that's pretty much the whole reason why i got extra batteries if i can go ahead and i can charge up these four extra batteries i can geocache all day long and when my phone dies i just swap out a battery i'm good to go again so it was absolutely great um you know going ahead and ordering those and and getting them to come in and they work great and um so I started thinking, okay, you know, a lot of people are using GPS on their phones. Um, Corey and I, we use GPS, you know, quite a bit um, on the phones. I know I use it, you know, a ton um, just because Android's, you know, going off Google Maps. And, um, you know, so I've always got, you know, Google Maps running in the background, which, you know, stays very current. And, um, you know, it's definitely a plus to have. And um, I went hiking with the family. With uh, my tracks, and I went ahead and I utilized my tracks. And if you guys go into the forums, um, there's I think it's under the members only section. Um, you can go in, and you can check out uh, the my tracks. There's a link there. You click it, and you can see the path that I took. And plus, it has all the information, you know, elevation changes, you know, how fast we're hiking, and everything else. It was a great app. Well, I started looking around because, you know, I've been playing with GPS quite a bit. And Corey and I, we have always talked about, if you guys remember, there was there's a couple different shows um, called Out of the Wild. There was Out of the Wild, the Alaska Experiment. Now, Corey, that was the first season, right? The yeah. very first one that started off with the four different... People that went to the different cabins. Yeah, the four different groups. Yeah, that was the the Alaska experiment, right? Yeah. Okay. Then there was Out of the Wild Alaska, right? Which I think was so. like the second season. That's where they took the group of people. So and they had three people when they when that's a group. Yeah, and then when it was a group, and they had to hike, you know, to all the different checkpoints, and yeah. and if they got tired of it, you know, they would go ahead and they would hit their GPS unit. Well, they also utilize that same GPS unit in, out of the wild Venezuela. And um, it's on Netflix, and um, I was watching it um, a couple weeks back. I was like, you know what, you know, that that spot, because I, um, that's the GPS unit is the spot. I was like, you know, that spot is great. And it would be really great to have, but you know, I don't want to spend the money on it if I've got a phone as long as I have a signal. You know, I don't necessarily need the spot. So I don't see myself going to you know the backwoods of Alaska anytime soon. Um, that would be great if I could, but you know it's just it's not going to happen. You know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with myself. I started looking around for. Sure. Couple different apps because all I want to be able to do is, you know, if I'm in trouble or something, and you know, um, you know my battery's starting to go down, and I don't have any of my extra batteries with me, my car's broke down. You know, I, I want to be able to access an app really quick. Um, send my coordinates, you know, to my wife or you know my brother or whoever, and and. Uh, you know, I was looking for something that was that was very quick and easy, and uh, I found two different apps um, through the uh, uh, Google Play Store, and one of them is called Share My GPS Coordinates, and the other one is called Share My Position. Now, they are both very similar, and they allow you to not only email but you can also text. Um, your, your app information out um, you know with, with in regards to your coordinates after playing with both of them um, both are, are free apps I went ahead and I got rid of the share my position and I kept the share my TPS coordinates it seems to be a lot more accurate <laughs> Excuse me. and when I go out and I email, because um, I tried it with Corey, I went ahead and I, I emailed my position. It brings up um, brings up you know two different um, readings of the actual coordinates. You know, it's in you know decimal degrees and then degrees minutes seconds. So that was a definite flaw. plus. it gives a link so you can hit it and see it in Google Maps. So it's just it was, it was a lot more interactive and it gave a lot more information out so I strongly recommend going ahead and um, you know downloading the share my GPS coordinates and uh, you know just in case you get into a situation, you know like like I was telling Corey hey man you know I can hit this button and uh, you know you can go ahead and you know you can see where I'm at exactly and, you know, if I'm out in the woods or whatever or something and, you know, hurt, you know, hopefully I'm not by myself. But, you know, sometimes you do go out by yourself and you can hit that real quick. And, you know, if need be, my brother can, you know, call the ranger station and say, hey, my brother is at these coordinates, you know, give or take, you know, 10 meters. And, you know, they can go and get me. So... It's a, it's a really cool app to have, and uh, I just wanted to share that with you. Corey, he looked around for a couple different ones, and I think you ended up finding one that was real similar to um, the MyTracks app that actually tracked you around. Wasn't that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the same one I've had for for a while now, the uh, GeoTracks and the ones that like NeoTracks. And it seems named a few different times, but it, it does a pretty good job. Yeah. Because you ended up sending me that um, from your uh, um, little expedition out to the uh, waterfall. Yep. So, all right, well, that's, that's pretty much all I had, buddy. I just wanted to get those those two apps out there, and you know, like I said, share my GPS coordinates. That's the one to get for Android. Yeah, I'm not quite found one yet for iPhone. Uh, that shares just your GPS coordinates. Yeah, I mean, I'm you sure know, there's, there's one out there, but I just haven't located it yet. You know, because one thing that's awesome about the Spot is you can either send a distress call or you can send a call that says, you know, hey, I'm okay, and it goes ahead and it emails everybody on that list that you you know, pre-set up, and this will pretty much do the same thing. So, cool. very you know, cool. And definitely uh, narrow a search party if, you know, one whatever we needed. Oh, yeah, definitely. yeah Increase your chances of being rescued. Anything else? Um, just the big thing that we both need to talk about, and that's it. So what, if you've got anything else, I'll go ahead and let you finish, and then we can talk about what's coming up. I do want to put a shout-out to, uh, you know, Andy. I want to thank Andy. Um, He did a, at the beginning of March, he did a uh, CCW training for here in the state of Ohio. And uh, both of our wives took it. And he did a phenomenal job. I I spent the day there and, uh, you know, sat in on it myself. And it was amazing. And uh, there was a lot of guys I worked with that took it. um, some other friends and family, and I uh, really want to uh, thank him for doing that, and I got to say, that kind of ties into what our episode is tonight, um, an active shooter, if your state allows for you to get a CCW license, I highly recommend you looking in to what it takes in your state to get one, and that's all I'm going to say on, on that for tonight, but um, I think that would be a great episode for us to have, uh, maybe have Andy back on, talk about pistols. Because last time we, we talked primarily about rifles, we talked more about pistols and, uh, you know, your CCW. And maybe, you know, what to carry, what he recommends to carry and, you know, what, everything like that. So uh, I highly recommend, um, you know, anyone that's able to get, get one in there at the state to look into getting one if they don't already have one. And let's see here. I think the last one's the big one. Announcement? it. Yeah. Corey, do you want to go ahead and start off? It doesn't matter. All right. All right. We'll go ahead and jump in here. Yeah, this last one is the big one. Um, We have been talking about this forever. And finally, the stars and the moon all lined up, and we actually got a weekend where we can kind of ditch everybody, and we can go and do what we want to do, and that is a survival weekend. (sighs) Oh, I can't wait, buddy. I can't wait. Now, Corey and... Yeah, wait, my dog might be barking. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm outside right now. Um, now, Corey and a couple guys did this last year, and they had an absolute blast, and they learned a ton of information from doing so. We're going to pretty much do the same thing. This sounded like such a great idea. I missed out on last year's, and I'm not going to miss out on those years. Um, we are going to go down to the Wayne National Forest. um There is a backpacking trail down there called Wildcat Hollow, and what we're going to do is uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to hike in just a little bit, and uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to set up camp and um, start testing out gear, Uh, test out gear, uh, test out skills, and uh, the best part about it is we're going to videotape the whole thing. And we're announcing this for uh, the May 4th and 5th. Yep. Yep. It's, it's uh, going to be an uh, overnight Saturday deal. It's an overnight to start with. Um, you know, it's hard for everyone to get away. It's uh, me and Matt and a couple other members um, of uh, here local in Ohio, um, a couple guys I work with. Uh, some family members that are on the site as well. They're going to show up, and it's it's open to anybody. If you're going to be in Ohio, if you live in Ohio, if, uh, if you want you're to make a drive, if you want to, you know, drive to Wayne National Forest, Wildcat Hollow, um, May fourth and fifth, we are going to be, you know, hiking in and setting up camp and testing our gear. We um, give you a chance to meet us and for us to meet you if you can make it. Um, we're going to try and have more of these. Um, Throughout the year, but yep, a the different first places will see how it goes. Um, definitely, well, there's going to be more. We're putting together a little flyer that we're going to throw up on the website. It's going to be as soon as you get on the website. It's going to be the very first thing. It'll probably trump the uh, the episode that usually is first. Um, yeah. As so soon as you pop it up, it'll have it'll be the flyer. So definitely and get on the website, check it out, and will so uh, have GPS, GPS coordinates. What's that? And so I hope to see everyone there, or as many as I can make. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, this is going to be fun. You know, hopefully some of the, the local guys that are on the site, you know, can definitely make it. Um, one thing that's kind of special is uh, if you guys are going to make it, um, if, if you have a decent enough video camera, um, you want to go ahead and you want to video, you know, like your track in or whatever, that'd be awesome Um, because I would love to get some of that footage from you and go ahead and compile, like, I don't want to say like our own little show, but that's that's pretty much what it's going to end up being, Um, because it's going to be posted on YouTube and it's going to be posted on the website. Um, But, let's see, you're going with a group of guys, correct? I'm not sure how we're going to figure out. (laughs) Okay, we had had talked about... um, couple weeks ago where a group of guys were going to go with me, a group of guys were going to go with Corey, and then we were going to kind of document, you know, the drive down, we we're going to document, you know, the uh, hike in, because we we're going to hike in some different spots and everything, and uh, and then meet up. So it's going to be like a scenario of, you know, hey, we got to get out, and, you know, we've, we've already got our community that set. So we go to the community, and then we got to survive the night. So, you know, it's, it's going to be kind of a simulated bug-out situation. Um, but if for any reason, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of hate calling it just a straight-up camping trip because um, it's not. Because we're going to be doing, you know, lots of different things. You know, but a lot of it's going to be, you know, going out and just relaxing and doing the camping thing. Um, a lot of it's going to be testing out gear. Um, you know, if if you don't want to build a, you know, brush shelter, that's fine. You know, if you want to tarp it because that's going to be your survival shelter, that's fine. If your survival shelter is a tent, then that's fine, too. You know, I mean, you know, we're not going to knock you if, if that's what you're packing your bug-out bag, that's fine. You know, so that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, it, it's, you know, like Corey said, it's, it's going to be a gonna be blast, and we're going we're to throw all the information up there. Um, if you do decide to go, um, there's one thing that I cannot stress enough, and if I don't say this, it might get lost in the text that's going to be posted. Um, because of the mining back in the day, It is strongly recommended all around that area to pack in enough water for what you're going to need. So definitely remember that and keep that in mind when you're, you know, if you decide to go and if you're packing and, you know, just expect the extra weight. Um, You know, there are ponds, there are streams down there, you know, so there is water available, but, um, you know, there's... There's possibility of a high acidic content, so you might want to double think, you know, hey, I'm just going to boil water and everything else, because I am not. You know, I will simulate, you know, having to do it, but there's no sense of risking, you know, any major sickness or, you know, hospital stays or anything else just, you know, for not, not following, um, you know, Wayne National's, you know, policies, because, you uh, yeah, they they say it right on the website, so definitely keep that in mind uh, you know, when you're packing and you're you know playing with the different weights in your bag uh, that you're going to have to pack in your in water. So, all right, Corey. Well, very cool. So uh, definitely get on the website and check out more to come on that, and check out the flyer. Um, we'll probably even send it out as a blast. We don't need too many email blasts, but. Uh, we will probably you know, send this out just to uh, make sure everyone can, can see it. That's a member on the page. Um, right, so and, and this is going to be a members-only thing. So if you're not a member, that's another reason to go ahead and join and become a member, and then you'll be able to see exactly, you know, where we're going and everything else. So. Yep. And... Uh, our website is www.survivaltech.webs.com. You can email us at survival.tech at yahoo.com. Don't forget to call into our voicemail number, which is 206 2170 And uh, check us out on Facebook and Twitter, and you can click on those and enter those from our website. Cool. Good deal. Dominated Go ahead. Jump right in. All right. right. So uh, this episode is about an active shooter. We've all been, you know, seen on the news. We've, we've you know, heard a lot about it lately. Uh, Sam Hook and, and all the other uh, tragic shootings shooting have gone on. And um, boom, since Matt and I are part of CERT um, and our wives. They had a training with the uh, local SWAT team, and they came in and taught us about uh, what they are teaching, um, the new way to prepare yourself for an active shooter compared to the old way, um, and we could, got a lot of out of that. It was a really enjoyable training exercise. And we just want to kind of share what we learned from there along and also give you some uh, different articles um, to look up and read on your own, and they all have a lot of good information. Excuse me. So, uh, you know, what is an active shooter? Well, active shooter is exactly that. Some um, nut job comes into a, you know, building or a business or a school or, you know, who knows what and just starts shooting either, you know, random people or specific people um, out his will. And in the past, you know, everyone was taught to, you know, close the doors, shut the block lock the door if you can, turn out the lights, and hide in the corner farthest away from the door. Well, that has been proven not to work time and time again. We were shown many videos while we were there during our training showing us that that scenario does not work. Um, for one, closing the blinds. If the shooter has already entered the premises, closing the blinds just hurts law enforcement. They can't see what's going on. So you shouldn't close the blinds and then just waiting for the shooter to either come in and leave on his own will um, is most likely not going to happen. They taught us that there is four ways that an active shooter is by suicide. Two is the victims take control and overcome the the assailant. Uh, Third is um, a weapon malfunction, and the fourth is law enforcement. And it goes in that order of it being stopped. Um, the victims that take control and overrun the assailant is widely growing on what stops an active shooter. Well, we were told in our area, um, they're saying the national average is like five to six minutes for a call to even be placed when an active shooter is in, um, has happened. And then the response time is another five to six minutes before law enforcement can arrive on the scene. In our area, they're saying that it was roughly around 15 to 20 minute response time in some of the rural communities in the area. So you're talking, you're waiting on law enforcement for 25 to 30 minutes uh, before they even arrive. So the chances are that the shooting would have already stopped by that time is, is you know, pretty likely, whether he thought he can, he did as much of the damage as he could do and he takes his own life or, you know, make them stand up and actually you know, take control of the situation. Yeah, I mean, the the response time alone, I mean, you know, thinking about, you know, 15 to 20 minutes after the call is in place, you know, because a lot of times when you hear that first shot, you know, how many people actually go out there and think, hey, that was a gunshot, I need to call the police. A lot of people in this right. day and age, you know, they just, oh, what was that? And then they just keep going with what they're what they're doing. Now, after all the shootings and everything, there has been, you know, a little bit more, I guess, awareness that, that's been you know taking place. Still out by us, you hear a shooting, you know, even, you know, I'm, I'm, in my area, you know. It could be, you know, somebody just outside of city limits, and I can still hear the gunshot. You know, it's not a big deal. It might be somebody, you know, just sighting in the rifle. So, you know, and Corey, you're, you're the same way, you know. Unless it's really loud and it seems really close, you don't really think anything of the, gunshots. You know, firecrackers or someone nailing exactly. or knows what, construction going on. Yeah, because, I mean, we had uh, we had a guy hammering um, when we were goose hunting, and it sounded like somebody was shooting and just slaying the geese. And then finally, we just, we kept listening and listening and listening, and it's like, oh, wait a minute, you know, that's some guy hammering. And, uh, you know, but that even threw us for a loop. you know, we didn't know at first if it was, if it was somebody, you know, hammering or if it was somebody shooting. You know, just because, you know, where we were at, the way that the sound was traveling, it sounded like gunshots. Yeah, it sure did. We, uh, you know, we thought someone else was getting all of our geese. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're starting to get pissed. <laughs> I mean, and I've only been out of school for, what, 10 years, going on 11 years out of high school. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I was in high school was when Columbine happened. And right right after that, we all got the, you know, active shooter and uh, lockdown. And it was lockdown, lockdown. You know, everyone shut the door, you know, closed the blinds on on the door and on the windows and hide in the corner away from it. And unfortunately, a lot of schools are still using that same way to approach an active shooter when it's been proven that that is not the best way, you know, to alert the students or to alert the people in the, the business or wherever it may be, um, mm-hmm. one of the worst things you could do, and I'll describe the scenario that we we use during our training a little bit later. What they teach now is a is Alice, which is an acronym for a five steps um, five steps that you use, you know, when prize and active shooters. Um, you can find this. I found it a uh, kind of a written up. Uh, statement from Kent State University. Um, mm-hmm. If you go to wwwkentedu slash public safety slash eguide underscore active shooter dot CSM, we'll have that on the uh, show notes. Um, but if you go there, it kind of, it's uh, part two, natural disaster and public emergencies, active shooter emergency, kind of lays out, you know, what to do and what Alice is. And the five steps for Alice is alert. Lock, count, inform, counter, and evacuate. Now, and that's a no-linear order, it. either. Right. right. Just because it, it, it's in that order because it makes it nice and easy, you know, for Alice, um, Just people can remember. You can you do those in any steps that warrant the proper, you know, steps to use in that situation. Exactly. If, if you're in a school, and this wing school, there's an east wing, west wing. And there's an active shooter in East Wing. People in the West Wing shouldn't go down these steps, you know, step by step. If they can evacuate, get out. You know, don't go through all the steps. If you can get out, get out. Um, but, you know, alert can be you know, anything. Gunfire, someone sees something. And if it's in a business that has, you know, a PA system or in a school, that, you know, most schools have PA systems. Um, If they can relay that message over the loudspeaker, that's, you know, tremendous to the people inside, you know, saying, hey, you know, Tommy's walking down, you know, hallway on the first floor going towards the science lab, you know, he's got a gun, and that lets everyone know that's not in that area, that they can evacuate. So, you know, alert and inform people is probably the most important part so that they can do the other steps when you have lockdown, which lockdown, you know, what they did before, and, you know, you just heard me say we don't, you know, do the same thing before, but lockdown this time is really lock it down. Um, You know, shut the doors, put anything you can in front of the doors, tie the doors shut, um, barricade yourself in in the room that you're in, whether it be, you know, an office building, office room, uh, cubicle, something you can get into, a storage closet in the classroom, um, barricade everything. Use everything at your disposal to make it more difficult for that person to come in. And then move, obviously, move away from the gunfire. And then the counter is, is simply that. If, if they break into the room that you are in and you are unable to evacuate sooner, attack them in groups, swarm them. You know, don't let him have the upper hand. As soon as he breaks in that that door, you know, rush him. Use anything you can to, you know, throw at him um, just, to, just to knock his, you know, sense off because most shooter, active shooters, they don't want, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They don't they're want people to count. They, don't, they don't want people to fight back. They don't, you know, they're right. expecting people just to be sitting there you know, waiting for him just to walk through and, and shoot them. They were not expecting people to, to to fight back and you know fight for their lives because it hasn't happened yet, really. I mean, when you when it does happen, you don't hear it on on the news as much as you should. You only hear about the bad ones. You never hear about the ones that got stopped. And then evacuate. I kind of already covered that. I kind of ran through these on all, all different order, but um, it's just that. You know, get out wherever you can. Break a window. Climb out of the window. Um, Just get out of the room, as as quickly as you can. So definitely get on. Read this. It has a lot more in-depth information. Uh, There's a few other articles I want to cover, so I'm not going to cover all of it. Um, But during our training, we sat through and they talked about Alice. They talked about the five steps. Uh, they showed us videos from Columbine. They showed us, um, you know, they let us look into the 911 calls from Columbine, all which are on, the, on YouTube. You can pull them up, and you hear them, um, like the one of the, uh, the lady in the library the student. And she keeps yelling at the kids, get down, get down on the table. And for like five, seven minutes, she's on the phone with 911. She keeps yelling at the kids to stay put, don't leave. Well, that whole time, there was a back door that led outside in the library and they could have all gotten out safely but they were told to stop and not to, you know, leave the room by, you know, a a teacher, a librarian, someone in charge at the school, so they listened to her. So, you know, I'm not saying that could have changed it, but it possibly could have. Um, And that was one of the things that they listened to and said, you know, this is why the system needs to be changed. And I don't know, you know, most of us, most of the folks, are the training that we were taught, they refer to as school, because, you know, that's the most likelihood of it happening, because that's the most that's really happened, and, of course, you know, it affects the most important, our children. I don't know what everyone else's school policies are on active shooter, and I really don't even know my kids' school policy on active shooter, but they really won't share it. Um, with the parents, uh, I told my kid. Now my son's only five years old. Um, my oldest, and he's in kindergarten, but we only live two two and a half blocks away from the school. So I, you know, I told him that you know if something happened, because they all know about it. They've had some sort of you know talk about it at school, what to do. Um, they see it on the news. I, you know, I watch it. I don't stop them from, you know, being in the room when I'm watching the news. They know about, you know, this bad stuff happening. I told them, if something like this happens, don't be afraid to, to leave. Climb out the window, do whatever you have to do. He knows his way home, you know, come home. And that's up to you. It, then it all depends on, you know how you feel about your kids and, you know, the scenario that they're in, how old they are and everything. I felt comfortable telling my son to get home if anything ever happened to me, you know, if there was an emergency. During our training, we also had, um, we broke up into groups. Uh, half the group went with a SWAT member EMT, and we kind of taught some first aid for if there is an and, and people are shot, how to help save their lives. And then the other group went with the rest of the, the SWAT team, and you broke into groups and went into two classrooms, and then you acted out these two different scenarios, one of which being the old lockdown style, and the other one being the new, where you swarm and barricade the rooms. Excuse me. Um... Hold on, it's like man, I gotta get something to drink. That's fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll keep going. Um, yeah, and I mean, we we couldn't have picked a better place to actually grow these different scenarios into. Um, we actually met at a large church. Um, this church sponsored it. It was not only um it, it was a cooperation between the actual church and then all sort members um, who wanted to come and check this out. What was great about the church? Not only did they have a large audit, or a large place for the speakers to go ahead and go through, and they had the you know, great AV equipment, so we could, you know, definitely see everything um, that they're trying to show us, you know, with the the different videos and you know all the different diagrams of you know how some of these situations could have changed, but the Um, The Sunday school classrooms were a great training ground um, for school classrooms because, you know, let's face it, you know, they're set up the same way, and it's amazing how much you can fight back just with the items that are in a pretty much in every single kindergarten classroom, you know, in America, you know, just with those items. I mean, it was just—it was absolutely amazing. Um, you know, like like Corey said, you know, they, we went through the uh, two different scenarios, and the first scenario was lockdown, and it was it was it was pretty surreal. Um, yeah, I was. We on. had a yeah, we, we had a, a central meeting point. We went ahead and we discussed the scenario before we actually went into action. Um, the group split up into three different groups, and one of us was chosen to be a active shooter. Um, so we went ahead and we, we split off. Um, myself, my wife, and Corey's wife, we went ahead and we got into the third classroom. And uh, we went ahead and, you know, the alert came. Locked down, and we did exactly what we were told. In a lockdown situation, pretty much everybody huddled. um, Get down on the ground, turn off the lights, and when you're huddling and you're down on the ground, you are down, you know, just in a corner of the room. Me being a big guy, I was out front in front of everybody because I pretty much knew what was going to happen. And Corey, why don't you take it from there? Because this is the best part about the whole damn thing. Yeah, our sport coordinator, as we were walking up, you know, to the back classroom, pulled me to the side and let everyone else go, and she said, "You are going to be the active shooter for the first round." And uh, it kind of took me by surprise, and was like, "Okay." So uh, I was chosen for the active shooter. Um, the SWAT team. Handed me a, uh, a paintball gun with Nerf paintballs in it. It was a fully automatic paintball gun. Um, it had 68 caliber paint or Nerf balls in it. Those were not um, Nerf. I mean, those are the rubber ones, weren't they? Yeah, those were the ballistic. Yeah, they, they, thought the they, the they thought they were the Nerf. They thought they were the Nerf, but they were the that's rubber t- ones. Yeah, and so wow, that's all I got to say turning the gun as low as it could possibly go and still shoot to try and make it as safe as possible and no one to actually get hurt or lose an eye. Um, and everyone had masks on, um, you know, paintball masks on. And I was instructed that I would have 30 seconds in each room and to shoot as many people as I can in 30 seconds. So, you know, they told me go. They tapped me on the shoulder, and then there was a SWAT officer behind me. and When my 30 seconds was up, he tapped me on the shoulder. I would leave that room and go into the next one, and, and do the same thing over again. And so they yelled lockdown. There was a uh, another um, officer walking up down the halls, doing random firing to try and get everyone in the mindset that there was there was an active shooter. And then I was told to go into the first classroom. So the door wasn't locked. The door wasn't barricaded. I just turned the knob and walked right in. Everyone was huddled together, um, nice and close. It was no problem. And I started taking them off, you know, one by one. And I had what I shot. When I thought I shot everybody, I still had time left. So I started shooting everybody again. Just you know, just went going right back down the line. And then. I still had time left when I got done again, so I did it a third time. So I shot, you know, most people in that classroom, um, 11 out of 13 people I shot three times. And then my 30 seconds was up, they tapped me on the shoulder, I went into the second classroom, um, had some gun malfunctions in the second classroom, but what they with the amount of people in that one in the first one that did some math, and they expected that I would have shot 13 out of 16 people. So I, in 60 seconds, I shot, what is that, 11 and 13, 24 people in 60 mm-hmm. seconds, multiple times. It's amazing how long 30 seconds is in a situation like that in each classroom. Mm-hmm. 60, You know, one minute. It's, it's It's absolutely amazing what damage can be done in that short amount of time when people are just sitting in a nice row for you and and not fighting back. And and then when when you hit that third classroom, you had full gun malfunction. Yeah. And I'm telling you what, guys, okay? I love my brother to death. You know, he's definitely my best friend. And he strolled into that classroom and... You know, being the guys that we are, you know, I, I knew he was going to be the shooter. That's why I was out front because I figured, you know, go ahead and take the shot for the group. Well, you know, just being the guys that we are, you know, Corey walks in, you know, he's staring at me. I can see a smile. I'm staring right back at him. I'm smiling too. And he points that damn gun right in my face. And people all they are off. Because he pulled that <laughs> dude, you pulled that trigger right at me. I mean it was point blank. And it switched from it switched from single fire straight to fully automatic. And I'm telling you what, that will open you up. And it'll make you think because he had a gun malfunction, and I didn't get shot with a single bullet, and I am lucky because man, that would have hurt. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, it was uh, it was a pretty eye-opening experience. You know, I did not expect that, and I did not expect him to have such such a big smile on his face. Uh, well, yeah, I, right I, I guess well. I was I guess I was pretty mean to him as kids, but. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's just, you're helpless in that point. I mean, there was nothing I could do. There was nothing I could do. You know, the only thing I could do was, you know, protect my wife and his wife from getting shot. And I knew that was going to be the only thing. Now, if that was a true situation, I'd have been dead. Yeah. You know, and I mean, that is an eye-opening situation. And even our wives couldn't believe the... They knew it was fake. They knew it was just a scenario. You know, that we've gotten hurt, but in the situation, it was scary because just the intensity of it in the situation is just unreal, scary. Of you know, there's you know someone in the hallway. You don't know when they're coming in. Don't know if they're coming in. Don't know what they have. You know what they're capable of, and well, it was a really scary. You know, situation in order to train well and this is this is no matter what you do you know when corey and i do gun training um, when corey and i do you know all kinds of other training you know that we end up doing you know our sur training you take it serious you put yourself in that situation you treat it as if it's real because that's going to be the only way that you're going to get the muscle memory to react the right way if that situation ever comes up So no matter what, I strongly suggest, you know, play it out as real because the bad guys that are training for this, they're thinking it's real when they train. Exactly. And And I I just finding your local search, talking to your sheriff's department and see if they do any type of training like this and put yourself through it. it Yeah, because, I mean, you know, had was... I mean, here's here's the the thing, you know. Corey started off in the first classroom, you know. Now, like I said, you know, me and and the girls were in the third classroom, so you know that that first classroom, you know, we heard the shots, you know, pop, 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 and I mean, it was just non-stop. And then you heard the second classroom door open up, and it was, you know, pop, pop 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 pop, malfunction it feels even louder and then you're waiting you're waiting you're waiting and the next thing you know here comes the door opening up and then pop 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 it's like wow so I mean it was it was amazing it was it was surreal and then uh, you know so, so, you know he went ahead and he did the, um, the percentage of the other two classrooms, you know, and put it towards us, you know, indefinitely. You know, eighty, like eighty-five percent of us would have been dead with multiple gunshots. Now, yeah. we went ahead and we we came back together as a group, and the second active shooter, um, he was um, pastor for the church, and. Um, They went ahead and they switched out since since they were having issues with paintball guns. They went ahead and they switched to an airsoft gun, um, which brings up, you know, to our show closing. Don't let me forget that, Corey, because I I want to ask everybody, you know, a question. But anyway, um, you know, he got an airsoft gun, um, and this is all bets are off. So this is where our ALICE training came in. So I we went ahead, and we went into our indoor groups, and uh, we went to a different classroom. And um, let's see, that that one I sat out um, because, um, you know, I went ahead, and I, I gave Corey my mask, and I said, you all know, I was going to sit out this one. Yeah, they, they didn't have the mask to go around, so people had to switch out. Yeah, which, you know, is completely fine, because I, I definitely wanted to be an observer with this one. And to um, so me and another guy, we were observing, and um, um let's see, they, they called for lockdown, and it was, what, maybe within 15 seconds? I mean, we had the window out, and we had counted everybody off, and by counting everybody off, that would have made, you know, the time jump, you know, to hop out the window. And, you know, it's like, okay, you know, everybody's everybody's out the window and gone by now. And uh We had. And then, yeah. you know, everybody started barricading and everything else, but I mean everybody just yeah. kinda worked together. They just boom, instantly split up. Yeah, like yeah one it was one of the door and a filing cabinet and it was back mm-hmm. all the way up to the wall. So there was way they were going to open it. I mean, it, that, there was two doors in the classroom that we were in. Um, and then all the way from the door back was tables um, end to end, upside down, and then filing cabinet all the way back to the door or all the way back to the wall. So he might have got him open, you know, a couple inches, if, you know, and then put the gun in and tried, but as soon as he did, he would have lost his hand because, you know, we slammed that door. Then the other one... The other door opened out. This door opened in. The other door opened out. And I took my belt and wrapped it around the handle. And I actually took Matt's belt and hooked it to my belt. And I was holding it around the corner. Um, and then the actor was about 10 foot away, right? Yeah, I was, I was way quite a ways around the corner. <laughs> and then uh, my belt the is long, right? Right. So. <laughs> uh, the guy that was the active shooter tried to break into the first door, and as soon as he got it open a couple inches, you know there was two guys on that filing cabinet and just slammed that door shut. And almost, I he put the gun and he about lost his hand. Yeah, and, now uh, he did pull the trigger. Yeah, you know, he did. He, yeah, he did pull the trigger and he shot the bystander next to me. You observed right? The one that wasn't actually, you know, right part of. But so that didn't. But uh, yeah, as a shooter. He didn't care, though. You know, right. he got the door open just enough, and he started firing. So, then, but, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, think of Tech went around through the um, the second door, and, I mean, he pulled on that with all that he could, and when he flamed it shut, I grabbed a bigger, you know, grip of it, and he opened it, tried to open it the second time. My belt actually broke. It was a leather belt, and it broke. And um, there was one of the guys that was holding the filing cabinet up against the, the other door, reached over and grabbed it. And then I went in and uh, covered his spot holding the filing cabinet. And, and another guy ran over and grabbed the door and helped him hold the door shut. Now, if he would have shot through the door, those two probably would have gotten, you know, hit. But, you know, with an airsoft, he couldn't do that. So it didn't count. And then the guy tried to go into the, the, a second classroom, and he, he got in because they didn't allow them enough time to lock down, because they kind of cheated and started barricading before they were supposed to. So they made him tear it all down. And then as soon as they got tore down, then they sent him into that room. And uh, as soon as he got into the room, there was like 15 people on top of him, and he never got a shot off. They took him down to the ground quick yeah and I mean it was it was full I mean he ripped his pants I mean it, it was it was full on you know people took it serious which was great you know so I mean, I mean that, everybody that just, it just you know proves the Alice system is so much more effective than than the old school lockdown Mm-hmm. and if you want information on, on you know Alice I gave you the one about 10. Uh, Kent State University. Um, you can also go to you know, Department of Homeland Security. They have an active shooter preparedness. Um, they have actually they call it uh, you know something quite different than Alice, but it's pretty much you know the same thing. They also have a 90 minute webinar, um, which can be uh, private. It uh, helps private and public sector. Um, I believe it's free of charge that you can sign up for. Um, they also have active shooter workshop series and uh, videos as well. And they go through all the uh, material, and they have booklets and postcards and all kinds of information on active shooter as well. And that's all from the uh, United States Secret Service, um, provided most of that information for that. Yeah, I mean, it's something definitely good to immerse yourself in, because, you know, who knows what's going to happen, you know, even the next time you're at the Walmart. So, exactly. Exactly. And that kind of throws me into my my third and final um, article that I have. It's actually on personaldefensenetwork.com. This was shared to me by Andy. He sent this to me uh, as an email, and uh, he wanted uh, to you know let me read it and then uh, share it on you know on with you guys as well. And uh, all these links will be posted on the show notes. And it's uh, family defense strategies for the armed individual. It talks about People with, you know, concealed carry and, and carrying, and you know, actually, you know, what are some of the trainings you can do and preparations you can do in case you get involved in an active shooter? Um, talk about getting legal, get trained, and go armed. Um, communicate your intentions. Uh, the people that you're going to be around when you're carrying. Do they know that you carry? If so, do they know how to react if something goes wrong, even down you know, to your kids? This guy talks about uh, his 7-year-old knows that he carries. Um, and they know what to do in case they need to ha- it to happen. And it's a really good article. I suggest everyone to read it um, and, and try to take something from it. And what I took from it is... When you're involved in an active shooter, with your, or when you're involved in a situation where you may need to protect yourself or your family um, by deadly force, by using, you know, your concealed carry or your gun that you have on you, if it's open carry in your state, once it starts, everyone in your family needs to have a role of what to do. Um, your, your kids have a role. Your wife has a role. You know, you have a role. And... In most cases, you know, the husband, not in all cases, most cases the, the husband takes the, the primary role, um, primary defender. Now, that's not always the case. It can be the female, and, you know, that's great. Um, but everyone still has a role to do. When, you know, attack happens, the hardest thing for me that I got out of this, if you really want to move away from your kids and your wife, and draw the fire away from them and run into them. You don't, and you know, you think about it. You know, something happens, you want to go and protect your kids. But by for the best way to protect them is to draw the fire away from them. So you want to move away from them, and you need to make sure your children know not to follow you. They need to be running the other way because if that guy sees that you have a gun, or that you know person, that be a guy. If that person sees that you have a gun then more likely you're going to be their primary target and they're going to be focusing on you, which will allow your family to escape and go get help or, or at least get to safety. So, you know, that's the biggest thing that I I took from this as far as, uh, you know, what to do. Wow. I mean, that, that's just, I never even thought about that. I can't wait to read the article because... Uh yeah, it definitely, uh, definitely opens your eyes because, you know, even though I may, you know, let's say I, I do think about moving away from the kids. Do my kids know that or are they going to follow me, you know, if it you know, the boy's out? Right. And, so, you know, and if and you're itarian, you know, you need to think of, you know, what to do when the situation actually happens and then you communicate that with what you're going to be with. Now, I understand, you know, a certain age, you know, people don't want their young children to help, um, But this is something you got to think about. Yeah, and, and you know, if, if your child does follow you, these shooters are not stupid. You know, contrary to the belief, they're not stupid. I mean, that, that one Columbine um, shooter, I can't remember which, which one, but he went to the gun range and um, he actually practiced shooting people on the ground because he knew the lockdown was going to be initiated. So he knew that people were going to be on the ground. So he spent hours, you know, using his gun, shooting at the ground, making sure he got kill shots. So, I mean, you know, if if these people are determined, you know, it's not so much, you know, that people just snap and... You know, they don't know what's, what's going on. A lot of these people are, are calm and collected. They know exactly what they're doing, and they definitely you know for whatever reason that they're doing it. So somebody that's calm and collected, you know, and they've already made peace with whoever they make peace with. You know, if they're in that situation, you know, they're not as they're not going to be as hyped as what. We're going to be, you know, if the adrenaline kicks in. Once that adrenaline kicks in, and we're moving away from the family, you know, like you said, and if your child ends up following you, who's going to be the easier target? Number one, you. If he sees that you have a, um, you know, some sort of firearm with you, if he sees you. And you become primary target until he sees that child. Because if that child's following you, you know, then more than likely it's going to be your child. You know, I mean, that's that's just wow. Yeah, I, I can't wait to read that article. Because that's uh it's a, it's a very good just, article. It's got a lot of good information in it. Oh, uh, I mean, you know, just that situation I just described, man. You know, and then what you know you had brought up i mean it's just it's hard to think about yeah it's hard to think about and that's hard to process you know god what's period is with everything going on in the world you know this seems to be happening more and more so you need to prepare yourself you need to prepare your family you need to talk you know it over with your family and everyone knows what's what's going on in a situation if a situation happens. Um, you know, we just had the unfortunate, you know, bombing at the Boston Marathon. And it just goes to show anywhere at any time, you know, something bad can happen. So you can't let your guard down. Right, and I mean, you know, a lot of this, you know, I mean, for the Boston Marathon, you know, firearms weren't used. You know, at the the actual event, you know, the firearms weren't used. Um, you know, it was was a bomb. Um, you know, even if you do not believe in firearms, you know, what we went through with our with our training. You know, some of the schools around here, you know, they're they're never going to allow you know teachers to you know carry concealed. It doesn't matter what I believe or what Corey believes or anything else. You know, that might just be the way that it is. You know, and who knows, you know, we might support that, we might not. Um, but, you know, they're saying, you know, our the SWAT team that, that trained us, you know, they're like, do you even know, you know, how effective a baseball bat is? I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, but, you know, as soon as somebody opens the door and they get clocked with a ball bat, you know, good night, Irene. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's done, you know. And, you know, they told us. They said, look, not everybody's going to live, you know. If if you're put in this situation, it's out of your hands anyway. So you either have a choice. You can either fight back or you can just lay there and die, you know, which in both situations, you know, if he's already made up his mind, you're going to die anyway. You know, it's completely out of your hands. You know, if you fight back, you got a fighting chance. That's right. I mean, it it was it was very it was very eye opening to to kind of see the evolution of now it, it could just be you know our you know we're I would consider us a rural county. Um, you know, we, we do have you know like our county seat. You know, got a decent number of, of people. But I think it's like what, thousand? Eighty thousand. yeah, something like that in, in Newark. So I yeah. mean, it's it's not, you know, it's still not huge. You know, it's not like you know, you know, over in Columbus, you know, a county over. You know, where there's you know a million people or whatever. You know, we don't we don't have that here, but. You know, I mean, it's just, it's amazing to hear, you know, our SWAT team say, you know, look, you know, not everybody's going to live. You know, go ahead and make your peace with that right now. Number two, you know, don't be a victim. At least fight back. Take them out. I mean, you know, we went through, you know, this this is how you hold them, you know. This is how you hold the arm with the gun so you don't get shot. You know, this is how you lock them up. You know, if you got to break his arm, break his arm. You know, if you got to break his leg, break his leg. You know, he's like, you know, because we they had what? They had uh, was it four guys end up rushing? Um, The volunteer. Yeah. They, they had like you know one what, what guy. guy? You know, I mean, it was. You know, it was you know he. You wrapped him up like those. Uh, one on each arm, and it was knees on arms you know, putting full weight, you know, right on. And there was one guy controlling the head. And it and was on almost, leg. yeah, and it was almost knees on head. I mean, you know, keep his, keep his, you know, head down and everything. And, I mean, it was, you guys are putting full pressure on this guy. You know, I, I kind of felt bad for the guy. He was, you know, he was he hurting. Did. Yeah. I mean, you know, when he got up, he was red and, you know, he was, mm-hmm. you know, stoked up pretty good. So, but, you yeah. know, they said, I mean, you know, because. One you know, of uh, the worst things you can do is if you do get the gun away from them, don't hold it on the suspect. Right. You know, don't pick up that gun. Because now, because the law enforcement, when they come in, basically with the gun, they're going to think you're the active shooter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, put it in a trash can and, you know, bear hug the trash can if you have to, if you have to move it. If not, you know, kick it in a corner and put a trash can over top of it, because when law right. enforcement come in, they're going to be coming in, you know, all, you know, full guns blazing, you know, <laughs> without, you know, lack of a better term, but uh, right. And and they need to, you know, find out the situation before they can start reacting to it. And don't and be surprised know. if you're a victim of law enforcement running right. Beside right over top of you, because their, you know, main focus is stopping the shooting. Mm-hmm. Stop the shooter, and then they'll deal with the victim. They're not yeah. going to stop and help you while it's still going on. And the way yeah. that they're taught now is, they used to they used to wait for, you know, four guys to go in, three or four guys to go in before someone goes in. Now the first one on the scene is the first one in, period. They don't wait for anybody else to come in. And that he's not going to be the only guy, the only officer there, and stop and help you. He's, his you know, main objective is to stop the shooting. Well, I hope everyone learned and took something away from this. If not, they you know got the resources they need to uh, you know to find what they are looking for and to get more information about this and uh, talk to your you know local church in your area. And, Talk to your kids' schools and your businesses and find you know, what their plans are on active shooter. And, uh, you know, call your local, talk to them, your local police, and, and see what, you know, any advice that they can give you on it. Because, you know, with me, it really opened my eyes, and, you know, the more information I can get, you know, the better the better off we all are, I think. So that's about all I have for tonight, Matt. You had uh, you something you wanted to add at the end of the closing? Yes, yeah, and, um, you know, just just to stay on active shooter real quick, um, it's great to go ahead and contact, you know, your, your local police or sheriff or, you know, whoever it may be. One thing that's great about it is it not only lets them know that there are concerned citizens, you know, that are inquiring about, you know, the potential of this, um, it also gives you a chance, you know, to actually see you know what the belief system is. You know behind, you know that law enforcement agency. Um, you know our sheriff and our you know SWAT team and everything. You know they're going full bore on this Alice training. It might not be the same in your area. You know your your you know local sheriff. You know might say no. You know we're not going to want anybody to you know put themselves in danger. You know we're gonna go ahead and stand both behind the lockdown. Whereas you know, SWAT team and everything, you know, they're pushing, hey, guess what? You're put in that situation, take the guy out. You know, by any means necessary. You can do it safely. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, you know even even if it's not safely, you know, if you point well, a mean, gun if at you can evacuate, evacuate. Right, yeah. Evacuate, fight back. Right. Yeah, it's not everybody, you know, going out there and being vigilante. No. But if you're put into the situation, you know, fight back if you can't, you know, subdue him. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it it might be another way to, you know, get an actual good read on your local law enforcement and everything else. So, anyway, yeah, um, the last thing that I have is... I want to talk a little bit about Airsoft and, um, you know, having the Airsoft and Corey and I, we utilize Airsoft, you know, um, I know I train with it, you know, quite a bit, especially since, you know, bullets are now almost extinct. You know, whatever you have is pretty much what you're going to have for a while. Unless you want to pay outrageous price, I heard that uh, bricks of twenty two are going for over a hundred bucks now um, in most gun shows. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. I was Nothing pissed big. off when it yeah I was pissed when it went up to seventeen bucks a few months back. So, but anyway, um, yeah. You know, so I've always utilized you know for indoor training. Um, and also, you know, training in, you know, kind of crappy weather, you can train inside. You know, I've, I've got, you know, PVC target holders in the whole 10 yards, where me and my family can shoot airsoft, and, uh, you know, we have rifles and pistols in the whole 10 yards, pretty much everything that emulates what we have real, and, um, you know, it, it's a great way to train. Well, Corey and I our father were talking and Corey and I have always told our kids that you know, which is what kinda everybody's kind of been, you know, preaching, you know, forever, that if a if a gun has an orange tip on it, consider it a toy. And it's not as dangerous. Well, some of the airsoft that I have And, you know, the quarry half, um, you know, we definitely wear eye protection, you know, every time we shoot just because, you know, it can definitely put an eye out. I mean, it's just a plastic BB gun, and some of them come out at, you know, pretty good office speed. So, um, I just kind of, I would love for some people to call in and, you know, let me hear your thoughts. Um, Not just me, you know, let's, you know, because... It doesn't really matter what my opinion is. But why don't you let the community know, um, you know, from a community member, you know, to the community, um, if maybe, you know, the airsoft, uh, you know, being an orange tip is maybe not a good idea. You know, number one, I'd sure hate to, you know, see a kid shot, um, you know, because he's, you know, trying to rob a store or something with, uh, with an airsoft gun. Um, but at the same time, you know, they're, they're not toys. And, uh, and so I don't necessarily think, you know, it should be, you know, made to be black, you know, or whatever matching, um, you know, the the color of the frame and the slide and everything else, you know, it, it definitely should not look like a real gun. Um, but as far as the tip color itself, you know, it's also not a toy. So um, you guys can call in, you know, let me know your thoughts on that and uh, let everybody else know your thoughts on that. I just think it'd be a good topic starter. Um, Yeah, I think. maybe get some feedback, you know. I think it's a good point because, you know, we've all been taught, you know, orange tip is a toy. Mm -hmm. It's not a real gun. And, uh, you know, it's usually okay to play with. In the case of airsoft, you know, I don't want my kids playing with airsoft without, you know, my supervision. And when they're not playing with an airsoft, they're, you know, they're shooting targets and then, you know, real real world, you know, practice for, um, you could say. But it's, I do not think they should be orange to match, you know, like a Nerf gun or anything like that. Um, I honestly believe they should come up with a, a specific color just for aerosol um, that does not match the rest of the gun. I think it, they should not be able to manufacture them that is a one-piece solid color, um, whether it be, you know, blue, red, orange, black, green, pink, whatever. It should be a specific color that stands out, um, but I, I don't think it should be the same as a Nerf gun. Um, because they, right, because they Nerf is they orange, can be dangerous. I was at Dollar General and they have um, you remember the old cowboy action plastic cat guns? Yep. Yeah. Okay, well, they they're plastic now. You know, you can't find a metal cat right. gun anywhere. But the the ones that are based off, you know, the, you know, Colt single action army, um, you know, the actual just cowboy gun, you know, it's got, you know, a white handle and it's got a chrome colored plastic and then an orange tip. Well, from a distance, if it didn't have that orange tip, it would look just like a real gun. But with that mm-hmm. orange tip, that denotes to a toy. Airsoft is not a damn toy. No. You know, I, I use it as a training tool for gun safety for my kids. So... Yeah, I'd you be know, you know to hear what other people's thoughts are on that because I'm with you. I, I, I totally agree that it should be you know, a separate color. Um, you know, something standard like the orange tip, but definitely a separate color, whether it be, you know, neon green or something that stands out, but no, it's, you know, not a real gun, but yet not a toy either. Exactly. Exactly. There needs to be a little bit of a, a middle. middle yeah. Yeah. That's all I have, buddy. Great. Cool. Pretty good show. So yeah, I hope okay. everyone enjoyed the show and, uh, you know, we get more of these out here and, and get back into the rhythm of things. And um, you got anything before we go? Uh, yeah, the only the only thing I have is uh, you know come and, and join up to the site, become a member. Membership is free. And uh, you know, for all the members um, that might want to partake in the uh, um, uh, survival weekend that's coming up down at Wildcat Hollow. You know, definitely you know look for that. Um, I know Corey and I, were going to be posting a few things, um, here shortly, definitely this week about it, because it is coming up, um, uh, two weekends from now, so not this next coming weekend, but the weekend after, you know, May 4th and 5th, Yeah, you know, there's no set time limits or anything, um, you know, just, you know, we'll be there, you know, one thing that's nice about Wildcat Hollow is, you know, there's, you know, decent parking right at the trailhead and all, so, um. You know that's, that's definitely a plus, but, but yeah, I mean that, that's that's pretty much you know what's going on. So uh, cool. you know, definitely look for that. Um, you know, we'll go down, we'll test our gear and this, that, and the other, and we'll have a uh, we'll have a few things um, that whoever does show up, um, we're going to kind of break out and uh, you know get everybody's kind of thoughts on and uh, more information on that to come later. So I'm going to leave that as a cliffhanger. So uh you yeah, definitely come join up the site and uh you know, that's that's pretty much all I have, buddy. Cool. Well with that said, stay alive America.